Hey, when I, I come, come, come inside. We just saw your house. Uh, it looks fabulous. Thank you. How much did you spend to make all of this happen? To to furnish it or to buy it? <laughs> Everything put together, and if you can tell how much did the flat cost, and then how sure. much did it took, or how much did you invest to furnish it? The first lockdown had just opened up, uh, so it was a great timing in terms of just going into the real estate market. And then Mumbai had this thing where stamp duties came down from six percent to two percent. Uh, so net net, I mean, you know. The intrinsic value of the house was about eight and a half nine crores. Um, I got it for substantially lower than that. Is all I can say. So the furnishing is done by a company called Bent Chair, uh, which is done by a very dear friend of mine. And normally, if Bent would have done a house like this, it would be a crore and a half or something like that. Um, with me, they didn't even send me a bill. I had to just randomly throw money into their account based on what I thought was right. Tell us a bit about your work and the journey so far. So I've never really uh, lived my life on a salary check. Uh, I like to sort of take bold bets uh, and get paid uh, if my bold bets move out well. Uh, so even as an angel investor on Ecom Express, you know, I, I invested what I had in my bank, which is about eight lakh forty or thousand or something like that. Uh, made a forty x of that. On Grab, I did a I did a larger, almost close to forty odd lakh check. Uh, made a ten x on that. And now, of course, you know, uh, I run a more formal structure. So from an angel investor now, turn a proper formal venture capital fund. So I run a venture capital fund uh, based out of Mumbai. It's called ITI Growth Opportunities. For many of the people who will watch this video, they may not know what venture capital exactly is, and how is it different from other form of investing. Let Let me sort of simplify this, right? When you buy, say, a single share of a listed company, it could be Titan, it could be Tata Motors, Reliance, whatever it is. In some ways, you are buying into the growth prospects of that company, but on a listed side. Venture capital is exactly that, but in a private world. Uh, so you buy equity into people or into companies which you think will do well two, three, five years later in a structured but non-listed format. In venture capital, the outcome is very binary. It's either one or zero. Uh, so you need to calculate that risk when you're sort of investing, and uh, that really is the essence of venture capital. As a VC, how is your earning structured as a part of the venture capital firm? GPs are general partners, so um, I co-own the firm with uh, the ITI group. So the better my firm does, the better my investments do, the more my earnings are. Uh, so just to put numbers into perspective, if if things go right, once the first fund is fully exited, I'm guessing you know on a fund level we'll do about four five million in carry. Um, and I'll take about half of that. <laughs> okay, two to three million is something which you could yeah. expect out yeah. of it. Okay, great. Can you in terms of percentages? Can you tell us how your Current portfolio looks like like what percentages in real estate, equity, debt, gold. One of the funniest asset classes I have uh, invested in is is watches. Okay. So, you know, say Rolex or Omega or whatever it is, right? I I got onto the bandwagon a little earlier uh, before the euphoria that's happened right now, and actually sold in the euphoria. So okay. in twenty twenty one is when I sold my Rolex uh, at two and a half times that I bought it at. Contrary to a lot of my generation of people, right? So I'm thirty five. Uh, millennials typically are apprehensive of doing real estate investments that's right you know if you time yourself well real estate investments can be incredibly reaping in terms of reward um so i've done four real estate transactions to so this house that you're uh, that you're in right now uh, i also have one more smaller one bhk in the same building um so that house essentially you know has a emi of about 1.1 lakh um and i get a rent of about 75 78000 on it 
so practically the house pays for itself right um then i've got another house in borivali which is on the western suburbs of uh, maharashtra of bombay um which i bought really early on uh so mark to market made money on that and it gives me a rental yield then i have another house in punam which again you know is a family home that i uh, that we built we don't really stay in it um so you know that's on rent so so i would say 35 35 on real estate and equity because the markets have run up a little bit so there's a little bit of fixed income allocation that have increased to about 12 13% um venture capital will be another 15 odd percent uh, so that takes it to about close to 95 97% and the rest would be all other asset classes like watches gold that's your 0.05% of crypto and you know all anything and everything that's available out there what do you personally like to spend on uh when it comes to let's say luxury items i like to think that i'm very smart in terms of again timing where to buy things from so all my watches are bought from the bombay duty free okay because the bombay duty free at a point of time was the cheapest place on planet earth to buy luxury watches okay. do you know about this no my rolex which was a 7 and a half lakh rupee watch i got it net post cashback post all of that for 4.95 uh, 4.95 or something like that this omega is a 1.45 acquisition the same watch at a, at a larger branded store is up for 495 right now right so it's not about just owning luxury when you come from a middle class background num you also want to be a little more deal phobic about getting into luxury at the right time right like i i wear tommy hilfiger i, I can see you're wearing tommy right um, i have never bought tommy hilfiger at full price right. never in my life right and i've always full price it. is like 6000 bucks per piece yeah, of yeah. cloth right i have always bought it at between 50 to 75% discount right Uh, so we'll go to Europe. We'll go to say Alar Oka by Todd Shoes. We love Todd's as a brand. Uh, now Todd Shoes are like a thousand euro shoe, right? But if you if in sale, if you're smart enough, uh, our last Todd's bill was like six hundred euros for three different shoes. So that's two hundred euros of yeah. shoe. When you don't have money, you definitely should be smart about it. Uh, about buying these things. And when you have money, when you have the money, more. you don't have to be stupid about the money, right? right? Just be. You continue to remain smart, no? Just right. because you have the money, you don't have to turn into madman. Like right. for cars, right? Uh, we can buy whatever car we want. but we always only buy used cars right okay. one one and a half year old used cars done less kilometers uh, is our is our key thing to do which allows us to you know keep changing cars every 4 2 years even if it's in luxury segment if you don't mind me asking which car are you currently driving so i drive uh, my daily commute car is this mad car which which i really love uh, it's a ford endeavor 3.2 liter um i love that car because you know it's it's large and for bombay roads it's an incredible car sober one is the skoda superb uh my wife drives the volvo v40 okay. and everything is bought used nothing is bought new you talked about getting really best deals out of different things and you also talked about cars so what what has been your let's say what's what has been your best deal when you've bought a luxury car so far on cars boss <laughs> you know people really my friends really pull my leg on this one uh, every deal on my car on my, on the cars has been incredible um so the first car i bought with uh, my own money was my ex boss's car which is a honda accord uh and he was basically auctioning it in the office so you know i i got that from him bought it and i i hope he doesn't see this video uh i bought it for 10 lakhs in that auction used it for a year took it from 20000 km to 60000 km and sold it for 12 Okay. Uh, then I bought a Mercedes Benz just before I got married because वो एक था कि बस पंजाबी आदमी ना तुमको early on in life and you see money you know you want to have a Mercedes and all of those things. Uh, so I said बस Mercedes खरीदना. Shock था. Um, I bought this Mercedes from a guy 
who stays in this uh, in a building in Bandra called Imperial Heights, which is where Sanjay Dutt stays. Uh, and his problem in life was that he needed to get out of the get rid of the car because he was using Sanju Baba's parking. So my budget was about ten twelve lakhs at that time. This was a one and a half year old C two thirty AMG model. I, I drove the car. It was immaculate. Twelve thousand kilometers done. One and a half two years old. Really really nice condition car. And I said I love this car. Uh, he said sir we are quoting twenty four lakhs for it. If you can pay that then we can talk. I said no twenty four तो नहीं pay कर सकता. बारह में करा दे. I I kid you not. I incentivized the guy. So you know, there was this was a manager who was selling on behalf of his boss, right? I incentivized him. I said, "To bara mein deal kara de. Twenty five thousand. I'll give you on cash separately." Within two hours of me leaving from there, he called and he said, "Sir, I've got you the deal for twelve. Tomorrow morning you have to transfer." That's fantastic. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, the Mercedes was with me for three years. Took it from twelve thousand kilometers to sixty eight thousand kilometers. Sold it for fourteen. <laughs> Super we bought during the COVID pandemic. From this family who was basically Czech in, uh, uh, you know, in nationality, and they were being relocated back in COVID, so they just had to get rid of the car. This is a one and a half year old Skoda Superb, forty lakh rupee car. And these guys are like, we don't know how to sell the car, so they put it up on OLX. I found them on OLX. Uh, they wanted twenty lakhs for it. I gave them twelve and a half. Do you have a like a pattern or sense for it, or can somebody also sort of mimic what you? do because that's like a general theme right it's there in your investing it's there in your work it's there in how you also spend your money right it's a it's a it's a theme which is consistent See, it's it's uh, 100% i agree right it's a uh, and you're amongst the few people who have caught that theme in a in a 45 minute conversation with me right uh, it is 100% a operational secret that i have uh, where i invariably keep my eyes and ears open for transactions um i'm very opportunistic around entry points into things right whether it is stock whether it is car whether it is anything else like my endeavor i actually bought it on the day ford announced their departure from bombay uh, from india literally shit hit the roof so this car was uh, by a ford dealer who was who was using it as a demo car and when ford gave out that statement that you know this is it ford is shutting down lights i mean like the car was like available at 45% discount here from its new and it was a practically brand new car it was done like 10000 kilometers So it was a steel deal to get inside it because people didn't know whether will it be able to fetch that resale value. Yeah. And if you look at Ford Endeavor's journey of price correction, that moment when the announcement came, that was the time when it hit peak uh, bottom, and now it's on the way up because there's a scarcity premium. So today, when I go to sell it, I'll get the same amount of money as what I paid for it. Hmm. Probably more. If if we are traveling as a family, we we are looking at say business class tickets. So we'll use Sky Scanner. We'll be very smart about how to purchase the business class ticket. Uh, I use the Access Magnus card. Which gives me a great point coverage ratio, which I convert to Chris Flyer miles or I convert to Air France miles, uh, which essentially pays for a lot of the business class tickets. So you have to just be smart about your money, right? Don't throw it around. Uh, the more smarter you are, the better your deal sourcing will be. What joy does wealth creation bring you? Like as a process, the process of wealth creation is there a joy? It's not about just a number that you have to play with. Uh, it's also about how much can you make and give back. If you have a skill set which has made you twelve crores. Try and compound it to 120, and if you think 12 is enough for you to live with, uh, then there is 90 for you to give back to the world. Uh, and with 90 crores, India will be a better place. People can be fed. Uh, stray, stray dogs can be given shelters. There are just so many things that we have to give back to our country and to our people. Uh, so why stop, right? Um, so I don't want to retire, and I don't have a number in mind which I want to build. 75, 80 percent of our total net worth uh, by the time we turn 60 will be pledged back uh, into social giving. Uh, 20% will be balanced left for us uh, in general. 
um so if you want that 20% to be a large corpus start working towards the 80% which is pledged uh everyone wins in this right <laughs>